educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard to the Wednesday edition. We made it to hump day, uh, Wednesday before Christmas. Uh, let's, uh, let's do this, shall we? Uh, truth over tribalism, lifting up instead of tearing down. Uh, that's what we try to do. Every day here on the show. Uh, coming up in just a brief moment, uh, Lincoln State Senator Danielle Conrad uh, will join us uh, live on the air here in just a moment. Uh, and programming note at 530, uh, stand by for Husker basketball. Uh, the guys will take on North Dakota at Pinnacle Bank Arena downtown. Uh, tip off is at 6.30, and uh, you get some pregame uh, at 5.30. So less of me and more basketball. Hey, that's uh, that's okay with me. I hope it's all right with you. Man, the Husker basketball team's on a roll. Let's see if they can take care of business tonight against uh, North Dakota. And uh, But, yeah, say hello to Steve Hardesty filling in for Johnny Cadillac. Steve, uh, Thanks for your good work. Well, appreciated, Dan. And, yeah, let's hope for a Husker victory tonight against North Dakota. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, yeah, man, they're so fun uh, to watch. So uh, do you know if it's on? Uh, well, we can listen to it on the radio and turn down the sound and or turn up the sound and turn down the uh, and watch it on TV. I don't know. If, are they on TV? Tonight? I am sure it's on TV and I will do some research yeah, that's and give okay. you an answer. That's all right. We don't want to. We don't want to chase our uh, radio <laughs> listeners over to the TV. But I like to always try to sync it and uh, uh, do both. So. And what's Husker basketball without Ken Pavilk? Oh my goodness! Oh, that's right. Kent is. Uh, he's a legend uh, for sure. Well, I, I am delighted. Let's jump right into it since we got a short show today. Uh, joining me on the phone line is uh, your Lincoln State Senator Danielle Conrad. Senator, welcome aboard. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hi, Steve. Merry Christmas to you and happy holidays to you and yours and uh, all of your listeners. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, very good, Senator. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you as you. well. Um, uh, yes, it's been too darn long uh, since we've had you in. <laughs> doggone it. Some of your listeners say it's been too long. Some have said, oh, my gosh, her again. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> Because we were looking for a, a picture to post, since you're not with us in studio, and I know you've got a busy schedule. And thank, by the way, thank you uh, on air. I thanked you uh, off air, but thank you for taking time at this busy time of year to uh, to join us here on oh, on the show. Absolutely, and just and just so you know, I I would never miss an opportunity to come in and say hi and visit the KLIN studios. But I am literally down at the state capitol, just wrapping up a busy day of pre-session meetings and. You know, it goes without saying, but here, headed into my 10th year in the legislature, I've, I've walked into the state capitol countless times, and it still, it still takes my breath away. I'm looking out over the refurbished courtyards right now, yeah. and the sunset is um, happening in the capital city, and the capital mm. is quiet and aglow with historic lighting, and it's just, it's so special that we have this architecture render right here in the capital city and i still have to pinch myself yeah. years in that, that i have an honor to serve my my state in this 
this special way. So well, thank you for saying that. A lot of yeah. reflections here in the holiday season. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that because it is a magical building. I had the honor of working for about six years in that building. And, yes. and uh, yeah, you do. You, you kind of forget uh you know you come to work and you do your job and it's like oh my goodness it is such a magical place and so much history so yeah it's great well yeah it's uh, not too long before you guys will all guys and girls will be back uh in session uh first week of january is it january 3rd or 4th which yeah i think we're a little bit earlier this year so it's right after the new year i think we we gavel back in on i think it's the third um, that first Wednesday, and I, it's just a, a couple of weeks away, but I am so excited. I, I love legislative session, and I'm really looking forward to getting back into session and taking up the people's business. And as you might imagine, and we kept your listeners updated during the interim on some of the key issues that um, are emanating through political discussions and kind of teeing themselves up for, for 2024, but it's really a, a busy, frenetic time at the Capitol as people are, you know, putting the last finishing touches on their personal legislative agendas, as you're meeting with citizens and stakeholders who have bill ideas that, you know, they're still looking for introducers on, and as we have a, a host of carryover legislation from last year, people are you know, trying to tee up those those good bills that will carry over and figure out a path to move those forward. So we only have a short 60-day working session before us in 2024, which is always compressed, but with some of the unfinished business from last year and many of my colleagues headed into their, their final, final year because of term limits, yeah. it's, it's going to be, I think, a really fun and really fast-paced session in in 2024 so i say let's go i'm ready well i appreciate that attitude senator and i really appreciated uh some of your colleagues saying the same thing uh uh, almost the entire lincoln delegation got together a few days ago for a town hall meeting and and uh and again uh, as my theme as you know on this show of working together across party lines bipartisan cooperation that's how we get stuff done in this country and in this state uh we don't we we seem to fail to understand that uh, back in washington but you do uh even though it was a very uh tension filled session last year a lot of controversial uh issues uh but at the end of the day uh that attitude uh will prevail uh because of pe- because of leaders like you who who want to have that uh, bipartisan uh, approach to uh to government yeah, absolutely, Dan. I, I couldn't agree more, and thanks for your kind words. But, you know, it's always a joy to share space with my colleagues and particularly members of the Lincoln-Lancaster County delegation. So there's about 10 of us state senators that represent aspects of the city of Lincoln and Lancaster County. Only our friend Senator Clements was unable to join because of a conflict, but the other nine of us came together this week at Union College to have a joint town hall meeting. And it was super. There was really wonderful attendance from um, all across the city. There was great local media coverage. Um, I think I may have even seen a KLI Unfriend in yes, the audience. Yes, Of course. <laughs> yep, the award-winning you know, KLI Newsroom doesn't miss a beat. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. 
exactly right. You're everywhere. But, you know, I really feel in a lot of ways, when you look at the members of the Lincoln-Lancaster County delegation, those 10 state senators here um, that represent our interests in the, in the state legislature, you know, very, very different personal, professional sure. backgrounds. yes. Um, really span the demographics in terms of age, uh, different places in our, our legislative careers, and different points on the political spectrum as well. Yes. And, you know, we all genuinely like each other. We all work really well together. We have found a ton of issues to collaborate on, even when we have disagreements on other issues. And, you know, and I think that was really reflected in the town hall and is emblematic of the great representatives here in the capital city that, you know, we put aside our differences, we disagree in a respectful way, and we really hone in on what we can do together. And we really wanted to lift up some of the work that we've done collaboratively that matters right here to the city of Lincoln and Lancaster County. Water 2.0, yes. economic development, property tax relief, housing, child care, yes. convention center, yes. infrastructure, East Beltway, all of those issues, um, university funding that we come together on because they matter for Lincoln and Lincoln residents. Um, a, it's great to be able to visit about those issues more deeply and B, have those natural collaborate, B, have those natural collaborations. But hopefully it's also, you know, uh, an opportunity for us to model perhaps to our other colleagues in the legislature kind of kind of how we do things. That's, I like that and attitude, it, Senator, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it was really fun, and it, it I, I think, uh, sets us up well for uh, a successful year next year. Absolutely. Well, as you know, this goes lickety-split <laughs> every time. <laughs> Uh, every time. So we're going to take a little break here, Senator. But when we come back, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to chat with you about. One, uh, Governor Pillen uh, deciding that Nebraska won't opt into a new $18 million child nutrition program. I want to chat about that when we come back after the break. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Hump Day edition of the show. We're delighted you chose to uh, tune us in on a Wednesday evening in the greatest city in America. Uh, a programming note, uh, in just a few minutes uh, at 5.30, uh, we're going to switch over to Husker basketball. And so the guys are going to take on uh, North Dakota State downtown at PBA. And let me just tell you real quick what's coming up on tomorrow's show. It's... Uh, Thursday, so that means it's the Lincoln Business Roundtable, and we get to have uh, Mr. Jason Ball, President and CEO of the Lincoln Chamber, and uh, and and get this—he's bringing Madonna with him. How about that, uh, Steve Hardesty? The Madonna. Well, okay, it's the Madonna Rehabilitation okay. Hospital. <laughs> I just had to do that. Oh, you got me. You know, uh, so anyway, uh, that's tomorrow's show. And uh, But we're visiting with uh, Lincoln State Senator Danielle Conrad. Senator, thanks for sticking around. Uh, appreciate it very much. Sure, absolutely. You really got my attention with that uh, <laughs> Madonna uh, kind of reference there. And shout out to Jason. On his own time, he volunteered to, to MC our town hall this week. And oh, that's right. Job. Doesn't he do a great job? He did, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, he does a great job. Well, Senator, in the few minutes we have left here, it goes so darn fast. I wanted to get your opinion. I'll just read real quick from a Nebraska Examiner story today uh, by Cindy Gonzalez. Uh, Governor Pillen decides Nebraska won't opt into a new $18 million child nutrition program. I'll just read the lead. Uh, Governor Jim Pillen's administration has decided that Nebraska won't be participating in a new national child nutrition program that could have delivered an estimate. $18 million in grocery buying benefits next summer to kids and their families here in Nebraska. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to to, to look into yeah. that, or but uh, just wanted to get your take on that. Sure. Well, thanks for lifting that important and kind of developing story there, Dan. Uh, we first learned about this issue earlier this uh, probably late summer, early fall. And it was brought to our attention as state leaders that Nebraska had an opportunity to basically opt in to this really cool federal program for a nominal amount of investment in administrative funds. Like $300,000 like $300,000, which of course sounds like a lot of money to all of us, right? Yeah. As everyday people. But keeping in context, you know, HHS has well over a billion dollar budget and we're talking about a a $300,000 investment or something to draw down $18 million that helps 150,000 hungry kids across Nebraska and has a multiplier effect because those dollars in the food stamp program and the summer feeding program, those are sent right here at local grocers um, and local farmers market. So that's why you've always seen the draw support for nutrition programs from groups like historically like the Farm Bureau and Mm -hmm. the Catholic Conference and the Grocers Association to join with um, poverty advocates and um, advocates for working families who kind of come together across the spectrum and say, hey, this really makes sense, you know, and particularly here in Nebraska, we have the pride of feeding the world, um, but unfortunately, we still have, you know, too many kids that are, are hungry and food insecure, and sadly, that number is actually on the rise in Nebraska. Abs- yes, sadly it is. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, you know, it seems to me that this would make a, it would be a, a smart, sound investment of a modest amount of administrative dollars to draw down that, that really significant amount of federal dollars that, of course, are our taxpayer dollars as well, and, um, did come back in Nebraska. And, you know, so we've kind of been working to educate each other as state leaders, working with other advocates, talking with the administration. And it seems that at this juncture, the administration has decided not to move forward. But, you know, I'm going to keep an open mind and an open heart, particularly as it is always important, but during the holiday season, that that we don't give up right here, Um, that we we still have about two weeks or so before this decision is final, and that's why a group of us in the legislature, um, Republicans and Democrats, came together and sent a letter to the governor's office saying, please reconsider this decision. You still have time to put in an application. This isn't a partisan issue. This is about hungry kids. And, you know, I'm really hopeful that you know, that will help us continue the dialogue. And, you know, I want to give the governor a shout out as well. There's no doubt that we have a different point of view on a lot of different issues, but I really know that he is sincere when he talks about his 
passion for lifting up every Nebraska kid and leaving no Nebraska kid behind. That is authentic and important. And I I really hope that he thinks about those commitments as he revisits this decision. And I also want to give the governor credit. You know, your listeners might remember that there was a similar issue in the Ricketts administration where Governor Ricketts decided not to take housing dollars. We've got about about 30 seconds, Senator. Sorry. Yep. So yep. anyway, the, the Pillen administration revisited that decision and they did the right thing. Yeah. They brought our dollars back home. And I hope that we have an opportunity to do that for hungry kids. So please encourage your listeners to touch base with their state senators, with the governor's office and say, hey, this Christmas season, let's come together and extend a hand to Nebraska kids in need. Senator, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Folks, that's the show. Yeah, folks, that's the show. (laughs) Enjoy. Go Big Red. Enjoy the Huskers. Folks, uh, appreciate you tuning in. You bet. And we'll see you tomorrow.